0: I cannot believe that I've actually been doing Easter shopping. I'm like blown away. But talking about Easter, guys, actually, I've got a couple of exciting things to tell you before we get cracking on this second part about Disney today. First thing, you guys loved our Bennett Christmas episode so much. I mean, look, still the most downloaded episode is still the one that that Georgia and I did ages ago on all about like girls not being moody. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that's the most downloaded, but anyway, it is. Um, And another hugely downloaded episode is the Bennett family Christmas. So we thought that we'd come back to you for Easter. I literally have no plan, no idea what I'm going to do for that. Hit me up guys with some things that you want to ask one of my kids or something. I might pop it on Instagram. And the other thing, big, exciting drum roll news, guys, tomorrow, tomorrow being Thursday. And if you're listening to this after when it drops, cause it's dropping, this has dropped today, Wednesday, but tomorrow, Thursday being April 14, Cameron and I have a brand new book that we've just dropped called Hearts on the High School Floor. So I'll talk about it a little bit more in another episode. Um, maybe even I'll talk about it on our Easter episode, but however, you can come and follow, um, because I don't you guys know that I'm um I've I've I don't know maybe I've never told you I've actually studied writing um I've got a picture book actually that's been published that I've probably also never told you about but anyway um this is a book um about uh basically I guess our journey and um it's all about principles and our blueprint that we've used, or that God, I guess, has put on our hearts for the last 20 plus years on transforming a generation. So anyway, I don't want to say too much more about that, but you can come and follow me on My Elastic Heart is the Instagram where you can find all of um, our books and my writing, My Elastic Heart. And there's a Shopify link on there. I'll also pop it on Go Next Door as well, but that's where you can grab a copy. Okay, that's that. On with today's episode, Uh, quick recap on, look, I'm really sorry. It was meant to drop on Friday. We had a conference that we were running and um, we're doing double services at our church now on a Sunday morning, a little bit busy. Uh, so I was a little bit late in recording. So I think it dropped on Monday, but um, go back and have a listen to that first one. Uh, it's called Is Disney skating on thin ice. I'll do a very quick recap, but I don't want to recap for too long because I've got so much to get through on what the heck is happening at Disney. And this is appropriate for everybody because again, if you go back and listen to my other episode, I break down for you all of the companies that Disney that they own and all of these different shows that they've got their hand in, like from The Bachelor to Grey's Anatomy to Dancing with the Stars. So Disney is massively, massively um, involved in all of our entertainment. So very quickly, what we talked about on, well, I think it dropped Monday, was the original intentions of Disney and what Walt Disney himself set out to build very close to my heart. As I said to you guys, I've kind of, not kind of, I have grown up in this animating um, kind of world because of um, my dad being an animator. So I've had a lot to do. Like the people that I could tell you that I've met over the years through that are like incredible. Um, So anyway, I was really shocked to find out how many companies Disney owns. And it's highly concerning because if Disney goes down the toilet, which is happening real fast right now, it's going to affect over half of our entertainment industry. Now, the Disney of old I talked about has a lot of wholesome morals, and yes, by today's standards, there certainly would be what you'd consider to be some sexism, some racism, some stereotyping, etc. But I don't know if there was anything sinister associated with the Disney of old, but I certainly can't say that now. Um, And what I want to talk about today has actually been at the forefront of media attention the last couple of weeks. And so it well should be. And so we all should be really concerned. Now, I'll explain as we go, but for those of you that don't know, the catalyst of all of this stuff that's happening in the media is that a new bill was passed by the governor of Florida. His name is Rod DeSantis. Now, Florida is the home of Disney, and it stirred up a lot of controversy, Controversy, mostly because it's caused Disney to come out loud and proud with their real ad- agenda. Okay, so more to say on that in a moment. So let's begin a little bit before this bill was passed. We have actually been seeing Disney's true colors starting to come out over the last few years. Um, and I gave an example last week uh, or a couple days ago, but it's the innocent and wholesome parts of Disney, right? That the woke left have been trying to cancel. And it turns out that Disney is actually right on board with that. So I talked about the, you know, the, the, the Snow White kiss and how that's now considered to be toxic because it was non-consensual um things like um what they see as stereotyping with princes and princesses they want to be you know canceling that things like or uh, the girls always seen doing the work inside the home and the guys outside the home you know and some of this is not is not bad right because society's changed and so disney would want to be reflecting that but they've been pushing they're starting to push this political agenda I would even go so far as to saying, um, you know, an evil agenda. Uh, They do not want to stop at just making a few progressive, understandable changes so that Disney more reflects society today. They are actually in the midst of rolling out an agenda to reshape a generation with their values and their ideologies. So, it's not just Disney trying to keep up with the woke left. It is Disney becoming the woke left. So, when did this all this start? So, this is why I wanted to go back in the last episode to the roots of Disney. You know, like has this always been the agenda? Have they always been on the forefront of of change and Progression and have they always been on the on the forefront with their own agenda? And like I said last time, I don't seem to think so. I've researched Walt Disney himself. Um, he's never been accused of anything, right? Like everyone's accused of things these days, right? Everyone's cancelled from years ago today. Um, and considering some of the 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 stuff that we're seeing throughout Disney now it didn't seem to begin with the founder, with Walt Disney himself. Like, you know, was he some perverted guy hiding in disguise as a creative and, um, you know, the kind of man who built this magical empire for children? I don't think so. You can research him yourself yes, he's accused of being sexist and racist for some of the things in the previous movies, but so are a lot of people these days, because that's, again, like I've said, was reflecting society back then. Um, But nowhere are there accusations about him being some perverted, evil, sinister person. Okay. So I still come to the conclusion that Walt Disney built his empire on the values that he said he was going to build them on imagination, fantasy, and good old fashioned fun. And anything that Walt Disney or his earlier work might be accused of pales into insignificance in the light of what is going on now. So let's look at what is going on now and where did this start? So let's start with hitting up the apparent innuendos that have increasingly been seen in Disney movies over the years, not just in their cartoons and their animations, by the way, but in their like real life, real people movies as well. So apparently Disney has been suspected for a while now of hiding subliminal sexual messages. Now, some of this is not uh, is not new, right? Like, have you guys ever watched Grease? Did you ever watch, okay, you're probably not as Old as I am, a lot of my listeners, but I watched it as a kid, right? Grease, the movie, and then I watched it again as an adult, and I was like, what the heck? I was shocked at all of the sexual innuendos that I completely missed as a kid. Like, right over my head. And then when I rewatched it as an adult, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so rude. Oh my, this is so rude. That joke was so off or different dances that they did. Why did my mum let me watch this? It was full, but you know, we could argue Greece was made for adults, but Disney on the other hand is made for children. So they're you know, no sexual innuendos <clears throat> belong there. It's never appropriate. So why the heck are they there and why are the adults allowing it? Now, this guy that used to work for Disney a while ago said that they did used to put jokes into some of the old movies because there are a few little inappropriate parts in the older um, movies, uh, particularly the animations, but he like like the same with Greece, like it's kind of not new. He said it was a bit of an insider's joke and no one used to see them because apparently they would run 1 24th of the second slower. So a lot of it, you would, even if you paused like with the old VCRs, you wouldn't see it. But all the people that worked on it and worked there knew that those little jokes were in there. And that was according to a guy that used to, uh, used to work for Disney. However, of course, now we can, we've got better technology, um, but there's a lot of stuff being seen so much so that Cosmopolitan. So we're talking a mainstream magazine in 2020, they put out an article and you can go and read this. It's titled 21 Completely Filthy Hidden Sex References in Disney Movies go and read the article for yourself. I was actually shocked when I came across this. Now, some, you know, you could say people are reading into some of these innuendos, but there are others that Cosmopolitan talks about where Disney partially acknowledges, yes, they're in there. For example, in The Lion King, guys, I've never saw this. I'm like, I'm going to have to go and rewatch The Lion King. But in The Lion King, When Simba flops down on a cliff and a puff of dust drifts off into the sky, it looks like that puff of dust makes the letters S-E-X. Now, when questioned about this, Disney said, no, 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 no. it doesn't say S-E-X. It says S-F-X, which is a nod to the visual animation show. So I find it interesting, though, that they're still acknowledging that whether it was S E X or S F X in the dust cloud, that they do put little secret messages in their work. Interesting. Again, this is not new to me. As I said, I'm sitting in my study right now. I've got all of my dad's books in front of me on my on my bookshelf, of the Hunt is Hunt with Huru series, um, and as animators. Uh, you know these books have been sold worldwide. I grew up like I said in the advertising studios where he worked and I know from growing up that all the artists put sneaky things into their work, not not like bad things, just sneaky little things, a bit like a dedication in the front of a book. So my dad has got all of my sister's names and my kids' names hidden somewhere in his books and kind of it's kind of fun like, oh this is my book because dad wrote Renee in that illustration that he that he did. Okay. So that's kind of, again, not unusual in creativity animation world. So let's get back to Disney. So it seems that there's been though some really, other than the SEX cloud, some really inappropriate stuff coming through recently. Guys, go check this out for yourself. Who remembers the movie Ratatouille? My kids used to watch it. I remember, I think it was Ashton loved Ratatouille. There is a scene in Ratatouille, guys, where Remy is running through a building. I don't know what he was, I can't remember what he was trying to escape from. And he sees glimpses of rooms through floorboards and vents, right? And at one point, he passes a man painting a still life of a naked woman, even though there's only a bowl of fruit in front of him. Why is that even in there? Why in a kid's movie called Ratatouille, is there a scene where a man is painting a naked woman, a picture of a naked woman, and you can see the naked woman. Uh, Recently, a TikToker discovered perverted photos on the wall in a Lilo and Stitch scene again. And this TikToker was videoing it and I was literally bamboozled. So there's a scene where I think the character was Lilo. I can't remember who's who in those movies, but the little girl character is sitting on her bed in her bedroom and she's sad and her mum comes in to comfort her. And lo and behold, I mean, I'm busy watching the mum comforting the daughter, but she's got all of these pictures like hanging up on her wall next to her bed. And I don't really think anything of it because you kind of think, oh, my kids do that. They put posters and photos up. But when you zoom in, guys they're all perverted pictures of half naked people bending over. Like literally this TikToker is going, are you kidding me? I won't even say what they said, but it's like, there's a butt, there's a butt, there's a nut, all these half naked people bending over. Why is that on a Lilo and Stitch movie in a, in a scene of a kid's bedroom wall? So look, I don't know what more to say about this. Staff have been asked and they tend to just explain them away, but go look for yourself. It's very disturbing to me. Well, it should be disturbing to all of us that an innocent kiss that happened in Snow White, that should be cancelled while perverted pictures uh, on the wall of a character's bedroom, a child goes unnoticed. Okay, so that's kind of the history. That's the last few kind of decades. What happened the past few weeks? All right. I already said to you before about Florida being the home of Disney. And in Florida, there's a new parental rights law, nothing to do with Disney. It's just this new parental rights law in Florida that will protect children from kindy to grade three from being exposed to issues such as sexual orientation, transgenderism, and gender theory in classrooms. So this has been passed, like I said, by their governor, DeSantis. Now, Disney is outraged by this bill, and they've come out and said that their goal is for this law to be repealed or struck down in the courts. What the heck? So a parental rights law to protect children from being exposed to issues such as sexual orientation, transgenderism, and gender theory, because it's the parents' right to bring these things up with their children, not in the classroom, Disney is against this law. Hmm. I thought Disney was there also to protect children. Maybe not they have actually labeled this bill, the don't say gay bill, which is interesting because the word gay is not even in it. Now, recently there's actually been a protest in California. There was, um, there was a protest. Some, uh, I think, I don't know if there was two or if it was the same protest, but one of them was attended like by parents who were really coming out against where Disney's headed. But the other one was actually put on, by the employers, people that are the employees, sorry, of Disney. And the reason that the employees themselves of Disney are protesting is because they are complaining that it is getting increasingly hard to have conservative values and work at Disney. So the Florida governor, DeSantis, absolute kudos to him. He, may I say, is one of the very few political people Actively standing up for conservative values, he did the same during the COVID restrictions, where he refused in his state to mandate anything. He didn't mandate masks. He refused to mandate the vaccine, um, particularly for jobs, amongst other things. So people are literally moving to Florida in the truckload, and I can see why. I'm, I'm like sometimes, Cameron and I look at each other and we're like, let's move to Florida. Um, because you've got someone that's standing up for the rights of of people. So he's doing it now with the children and for parents and for families. So he basically has outrightly put Disney on notice because Disney have come out so hard against him. So he's put Disney on notice and he said that they are fundamentally dishonest and they've crossed the line. And he reminded them that his state is governed by the interests of the people of Florida, not by the demands of California corporate executives. So well done DeSantis. Okay. So Disney has now become hostile to the values of most parents. That is what's happening. And this is what's concerning guys. It is coming from the most top levels of executives within the company. So I'm going to explain to you what they're trying to do. And then I'm going to give you some examples because Disney have only just begun. So Now, there's a lot of people in charge at Disney, but uh, I'll explain a couple of the people. So one of them, Disney's executive producer, her name is Latoya Raveno, and also her and the president of the Disney General Entertainment content, Carrie Burke, amongst others, they've admitted now because of this Florida bill that they have a, and this is what they literally called it, a not so secret agenda to push gay and queer in programs targeted at children through all Disney entertainment. Now, this was leaked in a video meeting where it was spoken about recently and Burke was heard to say how important it was for her to have Many, many LGBTQIA characters in their stories, as she herself is the mother of transgender and pansexual children. Now, apparently, according to her, now remember, this is the woman who's the director of content, she said they already have many, 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 she can never use the word many just once, it's always many, many, many LGBT characters but not enough as lead and narratives in which they can just be gay or be queer without having to actually be about a gay, um, about a gay story. Okay. So in other words, um, she's saying that there's a lot of characters that are in the backgrounds of movies. And I'm going to tell you afterwards a few of these. So there's plenty in the background, but there's not enough who are lead characters where they can actually explore what the life of a queer person looks like. So there's more guys. Hold on to your seatbelts. A Disney production coordinator said that they've actually developed a tracker in order to determine whether they have created enough LGBTQ characters. And like I said a second ago, it's not just about tracking how many characters, but making sure there are more stories centered around these characters. The reason is they say, well, we can't tell a trans character from looking at them. We have to give them these asexual and bisexual characters storylines where they can be their whole selves. But wait guys, there's more The diversity and inclusion manager, yes, that is a legitimate job, said that last summer they removed all of the gendered greetings in their live spills at their resorts and their parks. So no longer will people be addressed, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. No, they may only be addressed by hello, friends, or hello, everyone. They want to create magical moments for those who might not identify with traditional gender roles. Okay, so what else? Well, back to the executive producer, LaToya Raveno. she said that she loves being able to have gay characters kissing in the background of movies and that wherever she can, she is adding queerness. Guys, all of this can be found in mainstream media. Okay, I'm this is like not hard to find. Just Google Disney Gone Woke or what's going on at Disney, and this will all come up. Let me give you a couple of examples. Did you guys ever watch the movie Cheaper by the Dozen? Okay, I watched that years ago. It's a really old, old, old movie um, about a mum that has 12 like kids. They're all her own kids. I think they're all her own kids, or maybe half of them are hers and half of them are his. They get remarried. I can't remember. Anyway, Cheaper by the Dozen is being remade. Now, for starters, the there's 10 kids, not 12. Uh, okay, Disney. Good one. You can't count. Cheaper by the Dozen means there's meant to be a dozen kids. But anyway, they've obviously added the parents as part of the 12. Now, the 12 kids do not come from the same mum, Not quite sure where they come from, but we can't have them all coming from the same mum. So these kids come from different places and are literally every color under the sun. So I'm not quite sure of the storyline other than there's a lot of kids from different places. Now, the opening credits for a start shows the house and the front lawn, which by the way, is a really messy front lawn. And up, what do we have in one of the kids' bedroom windows upstairs? You know how kids put posters on their windows? Well, this poster is facing outwards and it's bright yellow. And what does it say? Oh, hang on a second. It says Black Lives Matter. There you go. Just popping a little bit of propaganda into the new Cheaper by the Dozen movie for everybody. See, they're just pushing, pushing, pushing pushing their messages. What's another example? Did you guys ever catch the same sex kiss in the new Buzz Lightyear movie? I've got a friend with little kids and she offered, she's actually been saying to me for about six months or so now, Renee. Uh, she's been saying to me for six months or so, Renee, I'm up to my earballs with Disney. I'm sick of Disney. I've had enough of Disney because she can't just leave her kids there to watch the Disney Channel anymore. She has to vet everything that comes on because there's such an agenda. Um, I think it was on the Disney Channel. Even they were going through the alphabet, and even with the alphabet, they were pushing this this kind of queer um, um, agenda and ideology that they have now. Disney loves to keep claiming that they have the first openly gay character, but people are getting a bit cynical about this because they've done this about eight times now. So they have a new character like, Oh, first, first openly gay character. And then they have another one and they say it again. So what they're doing at the moment though, is they don't have any outright narratives or storylines around um, these um, LGBT characters. They are doing what's called Um, coding characters as queer. That's what they're doing. They've been doing it for a few years now, and this is what some of you are starting to pick up. They're coding characters. That means the character is imbued with stereotypical traits, or they're given dialogue, or they're put into a situation that somehow suggests that they may be queer without explicitly saying so. That's what they've been doing the last few years. So here are a few examples. Li Shang from Mulan apparently was bi. Again, not outrightly. It's just, um, you know, they've been put in a situation or given some dialogue, or there's something that makes you pick up if you really kind of tuned in. Oh, I think maybe that character's bi. Pleakley from Lilo, Lilo and Stitch is another one. Uh, Usurla from The Little Mermaid, apparently a drag queen. Um, I had to Google this one. I could not believe this one. Timon and Pumbaa in The Lion King. Apparently they're like homosexuals. Google it, guys. I was like, what? But yeah, apparently that's a thing. Apparently it's, uh, again, it's this, uh, not outright, but it's this coding. Um, Oaken in Frozen, very short scene, but he yoo-hoo's out to his family in waves, and the next scene cuts to a man with four children waving back at him. So again, Now, apparently there are about 45 known uh, of these characters that people believe to be gay, even though it hasn't been explicitly said. But apparently now Pixar, now this is as of 2021, so I don't know how far they've gotten, but Pixar is now casting for their first transgender character. So what is their aim here? They clearly are indoctrinating children with a progressive woke agenda. Now this is outright against the values of most conservative families and of course godly values. And most parents are really um you know it's kind of like one thing for adults to live their lives as they want. I think most adults are like look if you want to live a certain way go knock yourself out. But when it comes to their children they are far more protective and a lot of most families that um, consume the Disney content are really angry about this. They are not happy. Uh, their view is that our kids don't need to be confused. And, you know, there are some children who genuinely struggle, you know, and adults with gender identity, and they should be treated with love and compassion. And, um, but they're rare. It's a very, very tiny percentage of the population, but Disney seems obsessed with sexualizing our children. And according to many people, they feel that this is a form of grooming and children go to this entertainment to get a break from this crazy world, not to go in and be faced with more craziness. Now, Walt Disney is often cited as one of his greatest lessons being goodwill always triumphing over evil. I think he would be utterly shocked to see what has become of his company. Now, according to podcaster Ali Stuckey, who I love, I've often said to you guys, if you want a great podcast, her podcast is called Relatable. She's got young children. And according to her, she said that what's going on is against good morals, is against biblical values. It's against most conservative family values, and it's an anti-God worldview. This is what's interesting. She said, we as parents and adults have a responsibility to steward our kids' hearts and minds, and that God's kingdom is bigger than this magic kingdom. But we collectively have a responsibility to protect children from these things. We need to teach them what is good and right and true. She goes on to say, it is frustrating that we have to fight so hard to raise our kids with important values. And it's frustrating that we have to keep fighting to keep these values as central to society, but fight, we must. Now, let me flip this for a second. I find this a fascinating thing to do. Because their real agenda seems to be to represent minorities, right? So let's flip it. Disney, you want to represent minorities. Well, you want to represent, you know, the gay and the trans and the different races. Well, why don't they represent Christian young people or Christian children? Why don't they have a certain percentage of their characters going to church and praying to God? If representation matters, then why don't they represent us? our conservative values, but they believe representation only matters for some, um, which doesn't that make them hypocritical? They're trying to do far more than ensure the safety also of the LGBT community. They are wanting to actually eliminate anyone with political or social thoughts that line up with traditional gender roles or Christian or conservative values. And really the only thing that's going to talk here will be money. The only thing that's going to talk, and I know a lot of people um, have been canceling their Disney subscription. Do you know what I found fascinating? Before I realized that all of this was happening, I actually kept seeing Disney sponsored ads coming up on my Facebook. And I'm like, why are these Disney sponsored ads coming up? Well, that makes sense now. Facebook are joining forces with anyone who shares their woke agenda, which in this case is Disney. So I clicked on the comments of these sponsored ads, which I don't normally do. And it was so obvious, like nearly all the comments were about, oh, I've signed up. I love Disney. Like it was all positive. And I'm like, yeah, right. They would be um, that would be manning that thing like mad and controlling the heck out of it. And no one that's got any other point of view would be able to comment. Um, or if they did, they would cancel it for sure. They would, they would delete that comment. Now, Dennis Prager, another one of my favorites, another great podcaster, Fireside Chat always says, anything the left touches, it destroys. Now he's not talking, you know, he's not talking politics like left and right. He's talking hard left, the the people with the woke agendas. We really need to bring common sense back here. And guys, this is not just for children. This is all of us, because I guarantee you, this is going to start coming out in, in Marvel, in our superhero movies. It really is not the job of zealot activists who are determined to deconstruct what's left of the family to be um, educating or entertaining um, and pushing their their agendas onto our kids. Introducing sensitive issues such as these is for parents to do. So Disney, the once pro-family iconic company, is now battling us over the minds and hearts of our kids. They've been calling the DeSantis bill the Don't Say Gay Bill, which is a complete lie because the bill doesn't even have the word gay. It is a family rights bill giving families the right to protect their children from educators. And at the same time that they're accusing DeSantis of a Don't Say Gay policy, they're telling Park employees to eliminate ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Isn't that hypocritical in itself? Like we can't have gay without having ladies and gentlemen, right Disney? Disney will continue to mock people like DeSantis because they're afraid of him. The media will continue to mock DeSantis because they are afraid of him because he won't be bullied and he won't back down. People mock those that they are afraid of, We need a few more gutsy people and gutsy parents and gutsy consumers like you guys to stand up to the woke bullies like DeSantis is doing. Enough is enough, but we're also afraid of offending or being called out or being canceled. We don't want to be seen as anything less than inclusive and accepting, but who is including what you and I believe? Who's accepting what you and I believe? Isn't it hypocritical for them to talk about inclusion while at the same time discluding us? Shame is the way that they continue to manipulate and get their way and that makes people too afraid to stand up. Well, how about we remind them of their hypocrisy and start calling them out? How about uh, the fact that they shot parts of the remake of Mulan near uh, several Chinese communist camps where the government is accused of serious human rights abuses. In the credits of that movie, they thanked a number of government entities in Yingyang. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's the place where they filmed it. Um, you know, the place where cultural genocide is happening. I, that was just, that's just unbelievable to me. So we need to start calling out some of this hypocrisy, but that is what the woke left will do. They will judge you and they will judge me. They will cancel you and cancel me while rendering themselves the moral superior ones. Well, we've got news for you, Disney. You have forgotten who you work for. You work for us, the consumer. You have what you have because we show up, we consume, we put the money into you. But I think it's time for us to stand up and say, Disney, you're on notice. And this is the thing. We have to get a little bit comfortable with being uncomfortable yes, canceling that subscription might be uncomfortable. Refusing to see that movie and putting more dollars into Disney's hand, we have to sacrifice to do that. But we have to sacrifice a little now or we will be sacrificing a lot more later. Who is going to be the brave one? Is it going to be you? Are you like DeSantis calling them out, refusing to be bullied, not giving two hoots when they try to shame you? We have to be the ones to fight and protect and say enough by voting with our wallets, because guys, this is going to affect the next generation. You know, children thrive best in a secure family, and we have to protect that family at all costs, and we have to protect our kids at all costs and let kids be kids. So there you go, guys. That's my two parts on, on Disney. I will I will be watching um, to see what happens over the next couple of months Um, if you guys notice anything in a Disney movie, let me know. Um, a lot of you were sending me stuff about this, which was great. Like I said last week, it's good when you guys send me stuff because that really helps me out, um, with research because often you'll see stuff I don't see. Anyway, guys, uh, it is Easter this weekend. Come and join us on Friday for a Bennett Easter. No idea what we're going to talk about. I'm going to pop some questions out there. So come and look at my Instagram, girlnextdoor.podcast. And um, I will, well, you guys will hear from us on Friday. Until then, don't have too much chocolate and go and do some Easter shopping for your friends and family. There you go. Love you guys. I'll see you Friday. Bye.